All right, welcome to Burgess Power Hour. Oh my goodness, tonight's gonna to be chock full. I just got a hello from everybody. We've got people from all over the place, Florida and LA and New York and um, um, Ecuador and uh, the Caribbean and South Carolina and Atlanta and where else, did I miss anybody? North, uh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, I forgot. <laughs> I don't forget Massachusetts, no, definitely not. Uh, so, and those of you who um, have not introduced yourself, um, welcome, and I'm glad you're here. And so I will be showing a couple of, um, uh, I have some props today, and those of you who have never joined me on my power hour, oh, Arlene, hello, my friend from Virginia, yay, hey, Hi, my friend. So, those of you who can't see me, if you're just on the phone, or maybe you can see me and you're just hiding. That's okay too. Um, <laughs> I I have some props and I'm gonna be I'm gonna show a PowerPoint slide. I figure since I'm using it, uh, I'll go ahead and try this again. Uh, so we are going to be talking and sharing tonight. Get a pen and paper. Uh, you're gonna need something to write with because, as you know, or maybe you don't know, if this is your first time, we do. Um, it's very engaging. And uh, we want to dig around in some of that subconscious beliefs, perhaps, around relationships. <laughs> That's always fun. Okay. And uh, you might want to take notes. Everybody who actually has registered for this will get the recording. So if you're driving or if you are not on right now and you're going to make it later or whatever, you will get a recording for all of this tomorrow if you did register. So make sure you registered so you can get all the goodies, okay? Um, to, today is really one of my favorite subjects of all time is orbiting in love versus hey, falling in love, okay? okay. So you can mute yourself. So Andrea, welcome, hon. If you can mute yourself, that'd be great. Uh, and welcome, Adam, from Canada, too, I think. You're still in Canada. So welcome, welcome. Uh, we just have people from all around the world here tonight. I love this. Uh, several continents. Very good. And certainly several states because this topic is universal, is it not? And part of why I wanted to talk about this was um, it's just something that my, my son just got married. So I figured, okay, I now have a husband for a son. Does that make sense? Oh my God, it's Freudian. But anyway, <laughs> Um, so orbiting in love, and I was trying to share with him what this, this concept is, but we talk about this and share this in essence of being. So I wanted to give you a definition of what I was talking about first, and then we're going to go into the subconscious, and then I will give you some tools. Yay. And we will also have some engagement so that you guys can share with me what you wrote down and any questions you have, please feel free just to stop me. Okay. So first of all, I, I've always said, look, if you want to learn about yourself, okay, um, I've been doing this for a long time. Those of you who don't know me for four, almost 45 years now, essence of being for 30 years, I can't believe it. But I, I've always looked all across the thousands of people that we've worked with and said, they all kind of have the same thing. If you really want to grow and learn about yourself, get into a relationship or have a kid. Because let me tell you something. Those two things will bring up everything unlike love for the purpose of healing. <laughs> because that's why a lot of people do that. Why they get into relationships is because it does uh, bring up things for you to look at about yourself and how you move in the world and how you create things in the world. And there, these are significant relationships that I'm talking about now, okay? Not necessarily just your family, but also people that you love relationships as an adult, okay? So everything that seems to come up when you're in a relationship can really push your buttons. Would you agree? Have you ever had that happen? Or everybody's perfect and never had any buttons pushed? Okay, good. Um, it does that on purpose so you can heal it. What I have said to all relationships, I, I tell like I hope my husband's going to be on tonight because this is really we this this topic is so important to us. We actually created an orbiting in love um, 
uh, on a uh, sculpture to indicate this is how we have come together and chosen as a conscious relationship to come together and orbit in love instead of fall in love. And I'm going to explain why in a minute. Uh, but I've said, anybody that gets into relationship with me, hang on, it's going to be a workshop. So anything that comes up, we might as well go ahead and deal with it because we're going to keep recreating it in other relationships until we actually shift it, heal it, move it through whatever the block is that we're just incomplete with. So the very first relationships that we all have is with our parents, yes? Or our caregivers, people that brought us into the world. And so sometimes we keep recreating those same relationships or we buy into the belief systems that they had because that's what we were raised with. So how many of you have ever fallen in love? Yes. Good. Raise hands. Good. Uh, and how many of you have ever fallen out of love? Yeah. So what happens when you fall in gravity? What happens? You stop. In other mm -hmm. words, when you have gravity and you fall, there's an ending. Bam. You stop. Oh, there it is. <laughs> okay. So what ends up happening when you stop, a lot of people will have these experiences where they want to get together with somebody and they get in their honeymoon stage, whatever that is. It's everybody mm. wants to try to be on their best behavior. And then all of a sudden, all of your warts come out and all the things that show up in relationships. And you get to look at all the things that maybe you don't like about you or other people, yourself. Okay. So Buckminster Fuller, who is one of my mentors that I share a lot of his philosophies in, in the essence of being and all the other workshops that we do, he came up with this concept of orbiting in love instead of falling in love. Okay. And so what that means is I'm going to show you my screen for a little added fun here. Can everybody see it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what that means is that if you, if you are feeling like you are whole and complete and let's say you're a whole and complete person, well, guess who you're going to attract to you another whole and complete person. Okay. Because of the law of attraction and other means of other universal, um, um, practical generalized principles that happen. So for me, if you feel that you're whole and complete and need nothing from another person, then you're going to attract to you the same kind of connection, the same kind of person that's whole and complete. Urge, yeah. Sorry. Can you please have whoever it is mute their phone? Because I'm hearing a lot of background noise. Yes, please mute your phone or I'm going to have to mute everybody. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. So if, if you've got background noise, please mute your phone or mute your Zoom or I'll have to mute everybody. All right. If it still goes on, I'm going to have to mute you. So I'm going to tell you one more time. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Maybe I can. I'll just mute that person. I'm not sure if that's them. So if I'm attracting someone to me to say, please love me so I can love myself, which is what a lot of us do. We come together and we say, hey, we want to bring in other people into our life to show us that we're lovable. Please prove to me that I'm lovable. And if they don't prove it enough or show us enough or tell us enough, then what happens is we end up thinking we're unlovable. And we get to say, see, you're right. This is all subconscious stuff, you guys. This does not happen consciously, okay? Now, that person that we bring into our life will try to help us. They'll try to tell us and show us and please us and try to love us as much as they can. And that's the honeymoon phase. But what we're doing when we do that is we're asking an awful lot from that other person. We're saying, hey, because guess what? They have also perhaps some incompleteness within themselves. So no one is filling their void while they're trying to fill your void. 
So that's asking quite a bit from another human being to say, please love me enough so I will feel lovable. That's why a lot of times we fall out of love because it gets to be too hard because we have so many things that we want to love about ourselves, but we just can't see it. And sometimes it gets blocked. And what we say in orbiting in love is that you don't need anything from that other person in order for you to feel whole and complete. And what that means is you create synergy that way. And this is where the magic happens. And the synergy is the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. That's what synergy means. So they take you and me and together it makes us. So one plus one equals three. Meaning that I don't have to give up who I am in order to be with you. However, I can expand who I am by being with you. So when you bring someone together, it's just a different way of looking at relationships. You're saying to that other person, hey, I'm whole and complete, you're whole and complete, and together it makes something completely different that we can do by ourselves. You put the two of you together and that creates a whole nother entity called us. That's the third party here. That's where the magic happens. That way you don't lose yourself in the relationship. It's very romantic, isn't it? To say, you complete me. It's that Jerry Maguire, you know, type of experience where they complete you. Well, we've all been taught in our fairy tales, right? That when we find our one true love, and that'll make everything all right in our life. But what happens is though, when you're doing that, you're basically saying, I'm nothing without you, or I'm incomplete without you. Again, that sets up the challenge for that other person to try to complete you. And it's just not reasonable, or maybe they're just not capable, they try. And when someone says, here's my better half, well, what does that make you? A half person? So what if they leave? What if something happens? So what happens when you're in orbit, you're orbiting together. When you join together, you're creating something bigger than yourself. You're expanding. You're not losing yourself. You're adding to yourself. If you're creating something even bigger than yourself, then that's the orbiting part. That's where the miracles are, the magic, the synergy. If you break up, if you leave, if something happens, if someone passes away, whatever it is, of course you're going to feel sad. Of course you're going to be upset. Of course you're going to have feelings around all of that. You're going to miss that person. Or you might beat yourself up. But you're not going to lose, if you're orbiting in love, you're not going to lose yourself in it. You're going to feel that what you brought together is something bigger. I think, I think it's really important for a lot of women as well, specifically, not just women, but I think a lot of times women try to please and men try to please too. And if for some reason we have these expectations that our partner has to please us or if they don't, they don't love us or we're not lovable, we start internalizing what's wrong with us or um, what, what, I'll just get rid of you and get somebody else. So what ends up happening is this. Let me get out of this. So it's, it's your bubble talk is what I call it. The subconscious beliefs that keep you from getting what you want, right? Let's say that your, your bubble talk, that's that little uh, character in, in, a, in a cartoon character where you have a little bubble above your head. And that's what you're actually thinking subconsciously, okay? And that's what's running the bus, by the way. You can say all day long, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to date. I'm going to go on. I'm going to do, I'm going to get some... Um, go on the internet, look at people, I'm going to date people, I'm going to be with my, maybe you're with your partner already, and you're going to do counseling, or you want to deepen it. You do all these conscious things to develop, right? But if your subconscious belief is saying, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, there's something wrong with me, or I can't trust men, or I can't trust women, right? Your conscious and your subconscious are not aligned. So that bubble talk is what's really, really running the bus here. 
So let's say that your bubble, you can see, oh gosh, <laughs> you can't see it. Here it is. Oh my God. Man that I love, leave me. That's the bubble. Never mind. I'm not going to show it. My show and tell didn't work. So let's say that you're, let's say you're a woman and let's say that your subconscious thought, which we're going to go to in a minute where you can find out maybe some of yours, maybe your subconscious thought is men that I love, leave me. And the reason why you thought that was because when you were three years old, your dad left. And so what you subconsciously took on at that moment and told yourself is the men that I love, leave me. Can you see how a little girl would think that? And she would take that on as a belief. It's subconscious. So what does she do when she gets into a relationship? She attracts men that do what? Leave. Leave. So she gets to say, see, told you. So I'm right. My bubble talk is right. And so we prove to ourselves over and over and over again that it's right. And we create these patterns. So let's say that a man, um, maybe his subconscious belief might be, I disappoint women. And let's say that when he was born, uh, his mom really wanted to have a girl. So his very first thought, subconscious, is that I disappointed my mom because I'm not a girl, I'm a man, I'm a, I'm a boy. So I'm a big disappointment. No matter what I do, I cannot get it right because I was supposed to be a girl. Or that's what the subconscious belief might be that the little boy internalized. So guess what? What happens when here you have a woman who has a bubble talk of, I uh, can't trust men uh, and men are going to leave me. And you got a guy who has a dis thinks that or believes that I'm a disappointment to women, can you see how they will come together perfectly matched on a subconscious level? He gets to disappoint her because he's going to leave. So she gets to say, yay, I'm right. And he gets to say, yay, I'm right. My point being that it is a, it's called a dovetailing pattern. It's an actual pattern that comes together on a subconscious level. You don't do that on a conscious level. What you're saying on a conscious level is, hey, baby, I like what you're wearing. I'd like to see what you're wearing on my floor. You know, so you come together with a different pretense, right? Or my husband would say, oh, a Gemini, because I'm a Gemini. I say, oh, two for the price of one. So these are the conversations that you're having in a conscious way, but subconsciously you're having your bubble talk or your subconscious beliefs matching. And what ends up happening with so many relationships is that they think that if they kick that person out, they fall out of love. They go, okay, that next, next, next. You know what? I don't know, but I bet that there could be some patterns there, meaning that you bring other people to you, same person, different face. And I bet if we did an inventory of your relationships, you could see a pattern. So what ends up happening is you do, you bring other people to you to, uh, uh, that look exactly, they look different, but the same thing keeps happening over and over and over again. And we keep saying it's that other person. We keep set pushing that person out and say, next, that one didn't work, next one. So we're always looking for some kind of validation outside of ourselves, oftentimes. And it shows up in relationships. Can you understand? Can you see what I mean by that? See how that can work? So see, the, the brain doesn't understand the difference between the subconscious and the conscious. It really doesn't, it doesn't, uh, the synapses in the brain actually fire the same way, whether it's a conscious thought or a subconscious thought. And we accumulate all this evidence in our life. And let's say we've broken up with a partner before and we've fallen out of love because we didn't come into it with the consciousness of saying, I choose to orbit in love with you. I am who I am and I'm not gonna ask anything from you 
to complete me because I choose to feel whole and complete myself. And we're going to expand together to create magic as opposed to contract. And I'm a, I'm a minister as well. And so when I do a lot of weddings, people want to do the, the unity candle, which is great. But what that's doing is it's, it's just a different concept of we're becoming one. Okay. And so maybe, perhaps, if you look at it from a different point of view, that orbiting love is you're becoming three. There's me and there's you and then we're becoming us. So that you don't feel totally devastated or end in, if you end in heartbreak, you know, you might start feeling unwanted or you might start feeling mistrust. And so all these evidences that we've had in our life, they form a belief. That feeling forms a belief. And sometimes these beliefs have been very ingrained in us in the very beginning since we get to see what our mom and our dad or our caregivers do. And then we start saying, well, I guess we must be unlovable. So I'm going to find somebody who will love me enough so that I can love myself. Prove to me I'm lovable, please. Prove to me I'm good enough. Stay with me. Show me I'm good enough. Show me that I'm right. And again, it's exhausting for that other person. Because guess what? They have a void too, and they're trying to do the same thing. And so if you come together in a relationship with the consciousness of saying, I'm not going to ask you to fill my void. I choose to, if I have a void or I have something missing in my life, I know that I can complete my, I can be whole and complete with my connection. And I cannot wait to explore something even grander with you. I'll be sad if something happens to Brad and I, I'll be, I'll miss him, but I'm not going to lose Burge. Burge is still here. Okay. So do you have any questions so far? I know that people might be putting in chats and it's hard for me to, I don't have anybody monitoring the chats. So yeah. Infatuation and romantic love are extremely unstable and superficial, far from unconditional. I didn't mean to. Okay. Okay, good. So a triple candle. Yeah, I love it. I'm too weary of getting in a relationship because my parents had a codependent relationship. Okay, so we get to learn, don't we? We get to say, hey, that was my parents' relationship. Am I going to make it mine? That's their belief. Did I take on their beliefs? So we end up projecting. We project okay. onto that new person. First, can I ask you a question? One of my issues, you know, I was never taught boundaries, so I still have major issues with that. I have a great play sheet for you, dear. And it's in your Essence of Relationships module because you're in the Conscious Leadership Academy. But it okay. gets, get very, you can get very clear about what your boundaries are. Okay, thank and you. to hold fast to those. So it's in your module about boundaries. Okay. But yeah, okay. I mean, and of course, if we're raised with codependency, then that's what we learn. And if you're aware of it, that's the first step, Rianne. It's awesome that you're aware of that. And it can be shifted. You can do something about it. I'm going to give you guys some tools at the end here. Okay. But when we project onto others, we have these expectations. Hey, you're supposed to be this way. Uh, we project our own past experiences on maybe new people. And we start looking for that, like, oh, here we go again. That's a, that's a different person, but same thing's happening to me. Because guess what? You're the same. So no matter where you go, there you are. And those of you who have taken Essence of Being, um, you know I say this every time ad nauseum about taking personal responsibility. And every time you go into blame or shame or justify, if you start blaming yourself or shaming yourself or blaming another person or justifying anything, what that does is it wastes time because you may feel very justified in all of your uh, belief systems, but nothing changes. 
So the way to freedom is to take responsibility for your part, just your part, your thoughts, your beliefs, and your actions, because you have control over that. You have the power to control your thoughts, your beliefs, and your actions. Agreed? Okay. Everybody's muted and nodding. All right. So let's go in and find out some of your belief systems around this. And the concept is it can work. It's just a new way of looking at falling in love and orbiting. Okay. So let's go in and see just maybe some expectations or beliefs that you have around your own relationships. So what I want you to do is to uh, do a stream of consciousness writing. And what that means is that I'm going to say a sentence and you finish it and you write down the first things that come up and don't edit it. Don't think about it. Don't try to figure it out. First thing that comes up. Okay. All right. Any questions about that? Here we go. In a relationship, women are supposed to be In a relationship, women are supposed to be what? Just start writing. What comes out of your head? And just finish up on the one you're on. And the next one. Guess what? In a relationship, men are supposed to be what? In a relationship, men are supposed to be how do they show up? How are they supposed to be? Finish up on the one you're on. And the next one is what I'm afraid, what I'm afraid of in relationships is or are what I'm afraid of in a relationship is or are if you have more what I'm afraid of in a relationship is or are Write down the first things.
Finish up on the one you're on. And the last thing I want you to do is this one. What I choose in a relationship is what I choose in a relationship is Okay, just finish up on the one you're on. Okay. So you may be surprised, you may not be surprised about what you wrote. You may see the evidence right in front of you about perhaps some of your fears or what your expectations are about men and women in relationships. And you might wanna look at how, have, how has that shown up for you? Have your men or women shown up that way? Have you shown up that way? So who would like to share so we can uh, all learn? From I would. Okay, Karen, go. All right. This is quite interesting. Um, in a relationship, a woman is a caregiver, organizer. In a relationship, the man is a protector and provider. What I'm afraid of is abuse, verbal, physical, violence, being ignored, being deserted. What I choose in a relationship is kindness and caring and a give and take. Can anyone relate with what Karen said? I have lots of uh, mutes here going on, but that's okay. Hopefully yeah. you can unmute yourself. But yeah, there are shaking heads going as well. Yeah, I can identify with your verbal abuse. Yep. <laughs> so... The, so what is, in, you said this is interesting. So what was the aha, the takeaway here, Karen? Well, because I did that. I attracted very abusive men. I've had three of them in my life. Okay. Physically and, you know, the first one was physical. The second one was verbal. The third one was both. <laughs> so I just came up <laughs> and, and, and been trying to fix myself because I know I attract, I, I, I think some of it is because, my father was like that. So it was not, not, well, I don't know. I just, well, I guess I, I saw a lot of abuse from men in my life. They were yeah. all very controlling. My grandfather, my father, uh, my uncle, they were all very rude to their women. <laughs> so, so, that's, uh, so as a young child, that's what you yeah. see. And that's what you learned. And that was your yeah. belief. And that's what I, I, I can't believe I, that's where it came from. I don't, that's weird. So thank you. <laughs> it makes sense. You're welcome, Karen. And, you know, the thing about all of this that we're doing together here is we're becoming aware, maybe a deepening of maybe things we already knew, but also be, maybe becoming aware of things we didn't know. And mm. once you're aware that those were, those were beliefs that were ingrained in us that may not be real, the real truth about us but that we took those beliefs on. And once you become aware of that, now you can do something about it. Because in a relationship, you only have four choices. 
you can get out, you can suffer, <laughs> you can try to change the other person, and we all know that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Or you can change and shift something within yourself. And what I mean by there's only four choices, meaning if there's some things going on that you don't like, okay? Those are the four choices. So, and of course, the most powerful thing to, to do is to shift something within you. Because if you believe uh, in vibrations and consciousness and law of attraction and law of appreciation and all of these things that maybe you do have the power to really create what you want in your life and take that personal responsibility meaning ability to respond not taking on it's anybody else's okay you're not responsible for anybody by the way you're not responsible for anybody else's happiness all you codependents out there you're not responsible for anybody else's happiness and if somebody tries to put that on you that can be very um heavy and that is tiring after a while can be so the good news is you have an awareness of this so you can do something about it you can shift something within you and say that was then this is now i choose to have kindness and caring in my relationships from now on because i deserve it and there's a lot of uh techniques a lot of ways that we can work through this on an emotional, spiritual, mental, physical level. And Karen, you've done some of the work that, you know, you've worked with us on Essence of Being, a lot of the other workshops that we've done, but there's definitely specific things that come up for you to work through this in a way that can heal. Right. And, and, and I got to do it for my daughter too, because she's, she's in the same trap I am. Well, let's just reframe <laughs> all of those words, okay? You're not on a trap. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good word. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, words have words have meaning and power, and you know, okay. they have a vibration. So you're not you're not trapped. Although I know at times it may feel like it, and that's a great reason for you to shift yourself is to demonstrate to your daughter what a powerful, um, conscious woman looks like and can accept kindness and caring and recreate that for yourself. Be kind and caring to yourself and that's what you can attract to you. Remember, the whole and complete person attracts another whole and complete person. Is everybody perfect? On some level, yes, we're all perfect. But we all have these things that can come up that maybe be blocking us from really living into our most magnificent powerful self and that's what we bring up for each other when we're in a conscious relationship okay and consciousness is not for the weary my friends it it's uh you know it's a high calling it's a high vibration and the cool part about it is the more conscious you become around that the easier it can become where you demonstrate to others how to do that. So thank you, Karen, for sharing that. Who else would like to share something else that they wrote down to maybe we can learn with each other? Any ahas or awarenesses? Just speak out. Hi, Purge. Hi. Hi, it's Ann. Hi, Ann. So I'll go ahead and share. Um, in a relationship, women are supposed to be the caregivers, the cooks, the, the maids, the child bearers, the raisers, uh, go out and work, support the family, support the husband, hold it together. Oh my God. I'm tired. Just listening to you. I know. Right. I need a nap. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. But first have the wine. Um, in a relationship, men are supposed to be the providers, take care of the family, be a part of the family, play and, in, you know, be in, in integrated with the family, as well as take care of the big things. Okay. Okay. What am I afraid of in a relationship uh, is that the only, I get to be the only responsible party left to take care of everything. 
uh, walk on eggshells, lose myself, and just uh, just be there for everyone else except me. Sounds like fun. Yeah, right? Um, and then what I choose in a relationship is uh, a give and take uh, relationship, balanced, where we are both heard, where we're, where we're living consciously and doing the relationship together, and we have each other's backs. Okay. So which, what feels, which, what feels the best, Anne, in that? that last part? That last part. So as you know, mm -hmm. what we focus on gets bigger and expands. Yes. Okay. So if we're focusing on all the things that aren't working, and I know that we're doing that on purpose right now, we're kind of looking at our subconscious mm -hmm. and just seeing what's coming out. Right. So if we're focusing on all the things in the past that have not worked, because all of those things that you said, it seems like that's how you've shown up and that's how your relationships have shown up. Is that true? Yes. Okay. So yeah. look how powerful you are. <laughs> I mean, really. You're yeah, Wonder Woman. <laughs> freaking powerful. Well, you're freaking powerful in that you have absolutely continued to attract and create exactly those things that, that that your beliefs and expectations have proven to you that you're right. Yeah. So, what if you focused on that last part? When you get into, a, when you think about a relationship or you think about becoming, um, creating something together and not losing Anne, what if you focused on just that last part when you are on your dating sites or whatever you're doing or you know, however you're attracting the next person, whoever that is? What if that's the, the energy that you hold? Do you think that might make a difference in proving yourself right that way well i mean definitely it would it would be great it would definitely be great what if it's possible no there is always a possibility of course good yeah yeah okay well i just want to uh, and, and can everybody anybody else relate to what she was saying we have okay. nods going on okay okay <laughs> yes there's some nods going on okay so the part about that honey is that we want to prove ourselves right we all do we our subconscious our conscious mind wants to prove our subconscious mind right so if we believe those things in a subconscious level then we can shift that we bring it to that conscious level and now we can shift it and do something about it because now we can make a difference with, with the way we think feel believe and that's what we can attract to us in a different way but what ends up happening is so many of us we look at all of our evidence in our past and we say this is the way it's supposed to be because that's the way it's been and we expect men to be all those lists women to be all those lists and if that person isn't that if it's something, you know, then they're missing something, right? Then we start judging. Or we start judging ourselves. Right. And we believe we can't have what we really want. Okay. So, bottom line. But it's a game that you play. So, be mindful. And you know this too, Anne. Be mindful of the words we use, the thoughts that we have. And I've got affirmations out the yin-yang for people that are very specific about those kinds of things. But again, if you're doing affirmations and your subconscious thoughts blocking that, then that's not going to work as well. Right. Yeah. So what, what's the one thing you can shift right now? Just focus on what, um, choosing the relationship that I want. Which is, say it again. A give and take, balanced, nurturing, loving relationship where we're both heard and we're, you know, we have each other's backs and we're doing it together. And it feels great. What if it slips? What if, what if it slips up? What do you do? Well, I don't lose myself in all of that. Ding, ding, ding. 
Is that what, what? Ding, ding, ding. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, just it's things will happen and it's how you respond, right? Right. And most of us, when we have things happen, quote unquote, <laughs> we respond in the way that we think are, it's not a response, it's a reaction. And we think it's the way that it was before and it's going to do that again. So throw that person out next. And again, those of you who have taken essence of being, you know, the fruit bowl. So if you're looking at a relationship of falling in and out of love or orbiting in love, it's just another, it's just a little, it's a little nuance of how do I come into a relationship? And if you're already in one, great. How can I deepen it and expand it so that all these little things that happen with my fruit bowl, I don't have to throw the fruit out because so many of us will do that. We've tried to throw that fruit out thinking it's rotten. We want to get another fruit that's ripe and uh, easy to eat, so to speak. Did I just say that? God. Uh. Anywho. Um, my brain. So my point is, Instead of throwing the fruit out, we shift the, the bowl because the bowl never changes. That's how we hold relationships. It's the context in which we hold relationships. We hold it in a certain way. Our belief system. It's our paradigm. So if, we, if it's not working for us, you may not want to throw the fruit out every time because the bowl never changes again. Okay. So the whole point of all of this is looking at yourself. And what is your belief system? And if it's not working for you in any way, you have the power to shift that. And the thing I want to say, thank you all for sharing that. And whatever you, else you have to share, you guys, I mean, you know, um, I only have so much time on a little power hour, but, you know, Essence of Being is coming up. Yay, for the first time since 2019, we're doing live event. I can't believe it. So, yay. And it's going to be the only one we're doing uh, this year, by the way, in Atlanta. will be June 25th through the 27th. So if you haven't done Essence of Being, that kind of encompasses everything that we're talking about and more clearly about you. All right. Um, now, the other thing I want to say about relationships, though, in general, and then I'm going to give you some tools. Okay. And this is this is this may not land exactly the way you uh, it may, you may not understand it, but let me just say it anyway. That we attack what doesn't satisfy us in order to avoid seeing that we created it. Oftentimes in relationships, we attack what does not satisfy us to avoid seeing that we I'll add, co-created it. I'll say it one more time. We attack what does not satisfy us to avoid seeing that we co-created it. A lot of times we like to attack the other person for whatever reason, whatever doesn't satisfy us to avoid seeing that we created it is something that can happen. If that's so, obviously we, we want to avoid that, right? We want to avoid anything that we created that's something we don't like. And you know, if you do that, people go, yeah, I did that. I, I created that. I, I avoided the situation. That's great. However, if it's something that they want, but they, they don't have it, then sometimes it's difficult for us to really look at it and say, you know what? I created that for some reason, and I'm going to figure out why so I can uncreate it. Because most people don't want to look at the things and take responsibility for the quote, bad stuff. Meaning, this, this is the weird part. I'm, I'm getting very ethereal with you at the moment. So this is the weird part. So we avoid it. We avoid the situations. We don't want to be there again. Something we didn't like. So we avoid it. But see, what we do is we attract people to us in the same situation. 
so that we can heal it. At the same time, we're trying to avoid it. You might have to go back and listen to that again because it's, this is a very big concept, <laughs> okay? <laughs> if you believe in or open to believing in law of attraction or law of appreciation, that's one of the tools, by the way, I wanna give you is the law of appreciation. So if you're in a relationship or if you're not in a relationship, it works either way. When you think of someone that you are in relationship or have been in relationship, you think of that person and you focus on one thing, just pick one, pick one thing that you appreciate about that person. And that gratitude and that appreciation raises your vibration. It raises the vibration of you so that when you are sending out that, that vibration of appreciation and gratitude, even if it's just one, it could be a little thing. He brings me coffee in the morning. That's great. It doesn't have to be, you know, he saved my life or she, you know, it doesn't have to be huge. Just pick one thing. And what will happen is either that person will rise to that level of appreciation, that same vibration. They'll either rise to that level and you'll get appreciation back or it'll go through that person and it will hit somewhere else and you will still get it back. It may not be from that person, but either way, the appreciation is not wasted because you will get back to you what you want, which is to be appreciated, loved. Yes, accepted, all of that. And that's all anybody ever wants is they all want to know that they make a difference, that they matter and that they're loved and they're wanted. And so if you are looking outside of yourself for that, you may find glim glimpses. But I can guarantee you, if you keep looking inside for that and know that you can fill yourself up and fill your hole up and know that you are appreciated and accepted, the best way to do that to help to support your completion and your connection is to send that out, to send appreciation out even if they were like a horrible person. Because what that does is it changes you, it changes your vibration. And you have the power to create that. Okay? So that's one thing. Another thing is, another tool is you can do a shopping list. And even if you're in a relationship now, you can still do the shopping list. And the shopping list is basically, be very specific. Make sure you put on your list of what you choose to have in a relationship. Uh, if you're not in one already, put available. People forget that part. Okay. And if you're hetero, put hetero. Okay. Um, once you have that shopping list, you put it away. You surrender to it. You allow it. Trust and allow and don't ask how it's going to come or when. And you always can say this or something better. In other words, don't get attached to it. So if you want to be attached to it, just be attached. If you want to be attached to something, be attached to the process. Be attached to the journey. Not the person, not the face. So if you're with someone now, you can still put on your shopping list. I choose to have a kind and considerate and loving partner. And that's what I choose to have. So a shopping list is really good. The other last tool I want to give you is, is standing in um, a compassionate relationship means to have empathy, respect, and ownership. Empathy is when we communicate our understanding of the other person's experience because we may have experienced similar feelings. But you're basically having empathy for the other person will certainly um, 
create. It doesn't, you don't have to, it, you won't lose who you are, but you're having empathy for that other person. Okay. To have a little bit of compassion. And you can say things like this. I know you must be frightened. Or I can imagine that you wouldn't trust me because of your past. Or uh, I know maybe I didn't trust authority when I was young either. I didn't trust things as well. So you're putting yourself in their shoes. The other piece is respect, respecting them as conscious beings. It's, it's recognizing a person's autonomy and authority in their own lives. Doing things to take over that responsibility that belongs to the other person is not respectful. Giving people information they need to be able to achieve their goals and honoring their ability to do it is respectful. So if you're doing something that people can and could do for themselves undermines that person's self-respect and it diminishes them. And that's how, that is how to let go of codependent behaviors is to understand that. The more you do for them, the, the more diminished they feel and the more overwhelmed you feel and resentful. Can you repeat that, please? The more you, uh, sometimes I have these pearls of wisdom. I have to go back <laughs> and listen to what I said. Um, basically, the more you do something for someone else and take responsibility for them, it can undermine them and it, it diminishes them. It um, undermines their self-respect. And then you resent it because you're having to do all these things for them. And that's how to let go of codependent behaviors. I'm not saying you don't help each other. You don't support each other. I'm not saying that. Just look at it if it's a pattern. Okay. The last part's the ownership. Ownership is acknowledging our power, position, and impact. Use I words. I know my presence here causes difficulty for you. Or I know when I asked you what happened, it could have felt like I was attacking you. So use a lot of I words. I feel I think I know. Not you made me, you did this, you did that. Okay? So that's ownership. So those three parts is a, is three, is a three, uh, three pronged stool on how to have a healthy conscious relationship. And um, if you want to find out more and want to dig deeper, please come to Essence of Communication. We're going to be doing that. It's a virtual workshop where we go deeper for uh, June 5th. And it's uh, very experiential like this, but more so because we have more time to play and finding out how to communicate and maybe even a, a more conscious way and to tell your truth with compassion and how to um, have more empathy and how to speak it and communicate in that way with all kinds of relationships. That's June 5th. And that's gotta be a virtual one. And then please join us if you haven't done Essence, even if you have done Essence of Being, we're doing it June 25th through the 27th in Atlanta. And it's gonna be our first live Essence of Being since 2019, OMG. So I can't wait to be able to see everybody and play. And we're having our first workshop this weekend live, right? Lisa, you're coming uh, for higher vibes. So that's a whole nother story. So again, there's a lot of opportunities to connect everybody. If you go to essenceofbeing.com, you can see all the schedule of events this, this year. And those of you who are EOB grads, we've got Passionate coming up in August and Mastery in October. Fast track, fast track, fast track. You get, it, get her done. Okay, any questions or anything else that you want to say before we leave tonight? Orbiting versus falling. I see Claudia doing this, but I can't hear you, huh? 
Sorry, Burge. Uh, yes, it, it, there's a question that I wanted to share with you or ask you, and um, but it's it's not a short one. So I was just thinking, should I actually go there? Um, as as people were sharing and, and as I reviewed what I wrote, I realized that something has been uh, triggering me lately, which is the fact that I'm surrounded by people who think that I'll be happy when I have a relationship. And that that seems to be the, the sort of go-to belief <laughs> around me. You know, all, the, all my problems will be fixed if I have a relationship. And I'm realizing how um, that really triggers a lot of different things for me. Even though I feel that I've worked through so much of my beliefs about relationships over the last 30 years. So I haven't been in a long-term relationship in 20. Okay. Um, right. So you're feeling the pressure of everybody else around you saying that that's going to be what you need to be doing so you can be happy. Exactly. And are you digging your heels in or are you agreeing? I'm good question. Yeah. I don't know that I'm digging my heels in. I think a part of me is kind of, there's so many other priorities that that has not been part of my attention or, or time. So um, it, it goes back to Claudia, and this is for everybody. It really goes back to hun, owning your own connection and filling up your own void. So these people who think, and maybe that's been a belief of yours, that if I have a relationship, I'll be happy. I'm so lonely right now. And if only I had a relationship, I'd be happy. How about if you shift to I'm happy <laughs> and I'm going to start with a relationship with myself and attract the perfect uh, partner for me that is uh, basically whole and complete, just like me. Exactly. And, and I think that's why I've been okay without that relationship okay. for so long. Maybe so. Maybe so. But you have to ask yourself, do I feel whole and complete? And if mm -hmm. so, why the hell am I not having a relationship? Yeah. Not yeah. that you need to, but I would just say all of you know the judgment that's coming, that's you know, if you're creating judgment around you, then you just have to look, you can, I encourage well, you to look at the judgment within yourself. The judgment could be within yourself that you're judging you that I haven't had one for 20 years. That could be a subconscious thing going on here. I'm supposed to have a relationship. So it could be a self-judgment, my friend. Well, Burj, can I say something? I've discovered, especially in Asheville, like um, when certain people like people are just curious if you're single like they feel like you should be with someone one night my neighbor he was drinking beer he came over and asked me why was but why was out there working my yard by myself and i got reactive but um i mean it hasn't happened a lot to me but a lot of people have conservative beliefs in this country yep it can it can be considered uh, concert, you know, can be considered anything, you know, the whole point of all of this is, do you allow other people's beliefs to affect you in such a way that you start judging yourself? So that's the question. If people, yeah. Are, yeah. So well, they, it made me feel unsafe and it definitely triggered me. So I guess it brought it up. For you. Sure. And again, remember what I said at the very beginning of this call, we have relationships with people, whether it's a love relationship or any yes. relationship, it's to bring up to bring up everything unlike love for the purpose of feeling it. Yes. Okay. So that's what happens. So I appreciate all of your time. I appreciate your comments. And uh, Lisa, did you want to say something? Um, so. Yes, I just I want to share something really exciting. Okay. Um, and I want to definitely um, um, encourage everyone to do the um, essence of being and passionate manifestation of mastery as I am the definitely benefited from it. It put rocket boosters on me, my growth in every level. Um, and then I, um, I was without a relationship for seven years. And that was one of the things like they're just saying, be happy with who you are. And I told my spirit guides and angels, well, okay, I'm ready, but you have to, manifest him somehow because I have no room for him and I have to figure out how to make room for him and and he did he appeared and then through that I ended up um manifesting the most amazing person but then there was every once in a while something would come up and it was he would turn into a completely different person ugly horrible and say the horriblest things and I could never understand I thought maybe he was bipolar or something 
And um, then I went to do her relationship workshop because I'm going, okay, I've been through all this, but I know I need to be back in there and be reminded of certain things, or maybe something will come up that will help me. And it was something that through all the wonderful reminders, it was like a voice, whether it was my higher self, spirit guides, or angels or something, but it said, if you don't talk to yourself like that, why would you allow someone else to talk to you like that? After all of these years of working on loving yourself and putting yourself in healthy relationships and healthy environments. And I was like, wow, I mean, that was huge. And I have to tell you, Burge, after all that, we had another episode. I did it differently. It has not happened since. That's great. And it was just a vibrational shift. That's great. So yeah, that was you, really you, did, you, did our, you did our relationships class. And I remember you sharing that, that, that come, you had these huge ahas about that. So you started shifting it. So you see how powerful you are? Uh, and it's because I was doing the spiritual thing of, well, um, I need to give him some space because he's unveiling himself spiritually and I need to turn the other cheek. Hell no. I was like, no, I just really, you know, that relationship workshop helped me realize that. So thank you. You're welcome. Honey. You're welcome. My pleasure. And thank you all for, uh, sorry, we went over a little bit and we could, I could do this for, you know, days, weeks, years. So uh, come play, go to essenceofbeing.com, come play with us, go to the schedule of events and uh, until we meet again. And the next time we will be doing June 16th, uh, remember it's always the third Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, it was a very, um, had a lot of continents on this call, so that's good. So we're gonna be doing the essence of your being. Ah. Who are Yay. you? The <laughs> essence of your being, who are you? Okay, uh -huh. so we're gonna play um, with that, all right? Sounds Thank you, good. Take care. Congratulations on your son's marriage, too. Thank the pictures you. are yes, beautiful. Yes, congratulations. Awesome pictures. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much, everyone. Look Bye. forward to seeing and playing with you all. Peace out. Love and light. everybody. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. 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 <laughs>